Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Monday, October 10th. And joining me, as always, is my friend and colleague, Dr. Orfe Dibangi. He's a PhD economist. Orfe, inflation, where are we? Uh, it's, you know, it, it, this is a story that's uh, that maybe is so all-encompassing that it's just hard to kind of like lift yourself up and take a look and understand really how bad it is. It's bad. We've heard reports all year long that inflation, highest in 40 years, et cetera. I mean, we've heard this. We know it's bad. I just find it really interesting that the Chicago Fed president, Charles Evans, said on Monday, and he was basically addressing the comments that many of us have made that the Fed could be pushing the world and the U.S. towards a potentially sharp downturn. Well, look, whether or not I believe it's going to be sharp or mild, you know, that's a whole other story. But he comes back and says, I think we can bring inflation down relatively quickly while also avoiding a recession. And he continues, right? It is possible for the Fed to disinflate without a large increase in unemployment if we navigate the path to a reasonably restrictive policy setting carefully and judiciously. That was from Reuters earlier today. So what do you make of that? I get it. Central banks are trying to cool demand, but as they try to cool down demand, which by the way, it's working. They're cooling down demand. Look, you know, if you talk to experts in the housing sector, they're going to tell you, by the way, housing construction, very cyclical. They're going to tell you that demand has cooled tremendously. Affordability is the biggest issue since mortgage rates have started to increase to hold back potential home buyers. Right. They're going to tell you it's there. We can see it in our industry. But what the Fed is probably missing is the flurry of supply shocks that are putting upward pressure on prices. And I talked about this on the podcast before. You have a number of factors that while demand is cooling are also chilling supply, right? Right. You know, in the housing, it's very simple. You know, if you're tight, if you had a higher mortgage rate, well, you're not going to sell your home and trade your low mortgage rates for a higher one. Uh, So Fed is actually chilling supply directly in that sector. But you also have other factors globally and locally, like kind of the strong backlash against hyper-globalism with the strength, the strengthening of protectionist politicians and renewed protectionism that restricts trade and immigration, geopolitical turmoil abroad, right? Public anger uh, against uh, rising income and wealth inequality that's trying to strengthen. You see a, a flurry of policies at the state level across yes. the country trying to strengthen uh, labor unions, right? Uh, but most importantly, the part, the part that I talk about a lot is climate change, climate change, destroying important and valuable infrastructure. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And, and while we may need some, you know, rules and environmental, new environmental standards, it could actually result in less production, again, pushing energy prices up, pushing all types of prices up. 
unfortunately, right, this flurry of supply shocks, climate change, major shock, is acting to put airport pressure on prices. These new developments, not just, right, some of them are not shocks, some of them are man-made, right, are acting to put upward pressure on prices. Unless you, it's kind of like we're taking two steps forward towards price stability, and then there are strong wings that are pulling us one step backward. Yeah. I know. And I mean, you're talking about some heavy duty things and I, I've got something to add to the conversation that, um, that, that perhaps is at the same level of importance uh, as all the different things that you had just uh, uh, listed. And that's the, the price of dating for millennials is going through the roof. And I'm being facetious. It's not nearly at the same level. There's a story at CNBC this morning that I read. Um, Cheyenne Devon, um, you know, in the in the make it section, and uh, and the piece was uh, titled. Uh, the headline was: 22 percent of millennials are going into debt from dating. Everything is getting more expensive. Yeah, no kidding. So I guess that the that that you know that the realities of the economics of the moment have finally managed to permeate their way through the millennial generation and it's manifesting itself in higher costs for dates. Let me tell you something. Help, help me understand what I don't, what I don't know here. Let, and I, and I, look, you're a millennial. You're one of my favorite millennials. I'm a Gen Xer. We're at odds. It's not our fault. It's just we're at odds. I'm a grumpy old man. Let me tell you something. I feel old sometimes too, but look. Get out of here. Look, look, look. This is kind of a funny story, right? Like, I mean, you know, yeah, food prices have gone up. You know, you go to a restaurant, it's going to be more expensive. You you put fuel in your car, you put gas in your car, it's going to be more expensive. And so, yeah, you know, when I was young and before I met my wife, I would sometimes just have a, you know, you you stay home and cook, you know, and that's a date. At the end of the day, this is just a, a, another headline, another interesting, funny headline. You know, they do that a lot over at, you know, CNBC. But anyway, the point is prices are going up rapidly and they're going up rapidly for everyone. And that is actually part of the reason why we need price stability in order to get sustainable economic growth, yeah. right? If prices are increasing way too fast, demand suffers but also supply suffers, right? Business costs keep going up faster and faster. Uh, and so you end up with falling economic growth. And so uh, so that's important, which is why the Fed is correct in, its, in, in the fact that it needs to tighten. It needs to tighten as much as, it, you know, as necessary in order to bring prices, uh, price growth down. But it has to be very careful. It has to be, it's still, it has to be careful because look, it's not a normal environment here. We're in an environment where things have changed rapidly during the COVID-19 pandemic. We went for, from a world with insufficient aggregate demand to a world where supply just isn't there. And then you have supply shocks that are pulling supply back. Uh, you have, you know, you have climate change. You have, you have these new developments with various policies that could potentially lead to higher, to, to a dangerous wage price spiral. And so the world is very different today than it was before the pandemic. And so raising interest rates in this environment uh, to, in the hope that prices will 
calm down rapidly, uh, it, you know, is uh, w- without, uh, on top of that, right? With, without, right? They add without a, you know, a, a big downturn and, and a recession, you know, this is uh, kind of asking for much, in my opinion. Nicely said, Orfe. For Orfe Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. dot